And welcome back here for another episode of the Diversions Podcast. We're your host here. My name's Keddy. It's B. And last week was quite an eventful episode. Pretty long one, I would say. I had a damn good time. Yeah, it was a really good time. We had my brother here, uh, Filthy Rich. Uh, shout out to him for joining us and having a good time. I know he was on user-friendly this week, so let's find out what he had to say there after being on ours first. Insert clip of him saying something ridiculous. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Should pursue legal matters since he signed an exclusive contract with the uh, Divergence. <laughs> and no, broke kidding. it immediately. <laughs> Where's our lawyer? Uh, no, but today we have another great episode here for you guys. You say that with confidence, buddy. I do. I'm pretty confident about our show at this point. <laughs> they're all great. Yeah, they're all great. Please don't look behind the curtain. I make this show happen. <laughs> I am here. <laughs> uh, but I guess to start us off here, um, let's start with our usual show recommendation. Let's do it. I um I was just telling Caddy how I am so terrified to not have recommendations now that I force myself to watch new things just so I have something to uh, recommend on here. He's learning people. <laughs> it's out of pure fear that I do my job. <laughs> After last week of the threat of being replaced, he's he's on it now. Oh my god, I know. I was like, oh shit, I'm not necessary to be here. What do you got for us this week? All right, starting off, I have uh, one of my favorite, if not my favorite comedian of all time, Kyle Kinane, Chicago boy himself, uh, put out a new special. Um, he dropped it a couple of weeks ago uh, on his website, and then uh, on the 30th, it went to his YouTube page for free. It's called Shocks and Struts, and I didn't have a single minute where I was not laughing. <laughs> fucking amazing guy. I love him so much. Where do you find the time to breathe, then? Uh, you don't, sir. What? You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I have asthma. I need to breathe. <laughs> All right, maybe you don't watch it then. Or just pause frequently. Uh, and then the other one, which I had heard about with acclaim, I'll say. I don't know why I'm phrasing this so weirdly. Uh, but I didn't know what weird. the hell it was at all. The Menu on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah I've seen that movie. That movie was fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, like, I did not know what to expect going into it. I watched it with my friend, and it, like as we were walking... As we were starting it, her roommate walked in and was like, wait, are you guys watching the menu? And we were like, yeah. And he's like, that one scene? And then like she had already seen it already, so they were talking and everything like that. And I was like, well, okay. And then he's like, can I watch it with you? And I was like, yeah, dude, let's do it. So <laughs> apparently it's it's so good or it warrants second watches by all around. So check all out right. the menu. All right. Cool yeah. ass show. Movie. Movie. <laughs> As for it's, like, me. it's like going to the show, you see? You know, I'm bringing that shit back. As for me, uh, I do have a show to recommend. I haven't started it yet, but I do want to start it. And then Pablo over here of User Friendly uh, mentioned to me, uh, it's called Beef on Netflix. Yeah, I got to check that out. Looks good. Yeah, I do want to see it. It has uh, Ali Wong and Steven Yoon, two people I really like, especially Steven Yoon. Mm -hmm. Great actor. And Andrew Santino, the Red Rocket himself, is a very small character in that movie, <laughs> but he's still in it. Oh, yeah. We got to uh, love our ginger Chicago. I definitely do want to check it out. I've been meaning to. I think it just premiered yesterday, actually, So or today. No. Oh, it's been out a little while. Or last week. I think last week. Maybe it was last week. I don't know. I feel like it just came out recently, but I definitely do want to check it out. I've uh, been uh, binging too much uh, Yellow Jackets that I recommended last week. So I know. Sometimes you get caught up with like a recommendation that's so good that you forget you like have other things to watch. Yeah. But which is why my list will never stop which growing. Is, which is also why you should go watch Yellow Jackets. But uh, aside from Beef, uh, I also have another show to recommend that finished airing this past weekend, and that was The Owl House. Um, yeah i thought it was just a season finale but then someone no, told no, me it was no. the series finale, yeah, and series like, finale oh shit now i gotta watch such it such a cool show it's all out on disney plus definitely recommended real good 
animation. And I, I was watching the final like fight scene, like final battle, everything that was happening. And I was just like, yep. I was like, this is definitely done by a Japanese studio. <laughs> <laughs> You can you can tell like you can clearly tell because they know what they're doing. That, that's when I knew I was like, yeah, they like even though they they cut the show short, they cut the show short. They at least gave it the budget to go out with the bang. That's fair. I, but I mean, Disney has proven that you don't really need to have like a long show to be a good show. I mean, look at Gravity Falls. As long as you have a plan for what you're doing, that's true. So I'm, I'm how many what, like three seasons? It's three seasons, but the last season is only three episodes that are like an hour each. What? Yeah. All right, at least they let them like. Well, because because they, they canceled it after the second season, and yeah, then like but them. then the creator Dana, Dana Terrence fought for like at least let me end the show on my terms, kind of thing. So That's cool. They gave him that. So like, I mean, it sucks that Disney canceled it because of you know LGBTQ uh, dumbass shit. But at least is that they, why it was canceled? Yes. Jeez. One of the reasons. First Owl House, then Bud Light. What's next? At least they got to go out on their own terms. So we have that. And it was a great series finale, so 10 yeah. out of 10. Uh, the other show I here have to recommend is something that I actually introduced to Tali that she never knew about, and that was Gendy Tartatowski's Clone Wars. I don't know if you She never knew that. about that? No. Damn. Yeah, no, that was awesome. I mean, that it, that's a very hard find because they were only like, what, some of them were like five minute to 11 minute episodes at most. Yeah, they were like little in-betweener shots uh, that they were doing just to prepare for like the launch of the new movies and stuff, so... That was a weird time in Star Wars history. Yeah, but on Disney Plus, they like did a supercut of all the different shorts together, and they yeah. put it's like two movies that like an hour each. So yeah. it was really cool. So and then she, I guess that kind of like renewed her faith in Star Wars because it's just like yes, this is this is what she's been wanting to see from Star Wars. And yeah, I mean, just the an- his animation style is just so fucking fluid not just animation cool. style, like his his direction with like action sequences and everything is just like so good yeah you can definitely see like the samurai jack influence in a lot of those scenes too because i I think one of her gripes was like everyone was talking about how badass mace windu was in mm-hmm. the movies but he doesn't really, do anything they never really got to show up but then she saw this series and he's just like i saw the battle scene with mace windu it's just like yeah now yeah. i see like why he's so powerful exactly. i mean yep yeah. We so, all know he survived Order 66 and he's going to make a cameo or something like that in one of these movies or games. So. No, I'm pretty sure he's dead. No! <laughs> he's dead. No one's dead till you see him die. Flying he's... out a window does not kill people. Not in fantasy. I think he's dead. Let me hope, man. Stop! <laughs> he's already dead! Uh, but aside from that, speaking of Gendy, uh, moving over here, uh, we have the premiere date for his new show and a trailer. It's almost like this guy knows what he's doing with his yes, transitions. Sometimes. Uh, new series is called Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Which is a weird title for like what the premise is. Yeah, and it originally was supposed to be a Cartoon Network original, but now has it moved over to Adult Swim. Do you think because of the tone of the show, or now that he's on Adult Swim, he'll be able to change the tone of the show. I don't think it's the tone of the show. Maybe now they can change the tone of the show because it did look like it was a Cartoon Network. It, I mean, yeah, it, it looked perfectly suitable for like... But I think with the things happening over at Cartoon Network, I think Adult Swim is the correct move because I feel they have a little bit more respect for the medium of animation than the channel that's called Cartoon Network. I, I was just going to say, that's so weird to to have to say, but yeah, I mean, I guess I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, I definitely do think it will get the love it deserves. Uh, the series premieres on May 4th, Star Wars Day. So there you go. You can awesome. watch Clone Wars and Unicorn Wars Eternal back to back. There you go. Support Gandhi. Yeah, so the premise of this is a team of ancient heroes rise to fight ominous forces and protect the world. 
Unicorns, as they are called, or referred to, it seems have symbolized the virtuous and ensuring goodness reigns. Uh, looks like it's going to be set in a steampunk kind of world. Our heroes are awakened, unfortunately, prematurely and find themselves in the bodies of teenagers. Damaged and memories of who they are and the history of unicorns muddled and lost. So they have very little to remember and very little history to go off by. They just like know they have an important mission and yeah. they're figuring it out. Basically, and then doing all that, dealing with teenage hormones and angst and all that, oof. Nice. I think Gendy has another hitter here on his plate. Sounds very... Symbionic Titan. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it, I love Symbionic <laughs> Let's Titan. Let's hope we get another <laughs> no scene out of this one. Because <laughs> that was fucking classic. So, aside from all that, their abilities and powers have also been weakened and fragmented. And like I said earlier, mix that in with dealing teenage adolescence. It's going to be quite a doozy. I think this might be like his own Teen Titans kind of thing. Oh, and when you put it that way, that sounds awesome. Not to mention, like, you don't really see steampunk universe much anymore. So it'd be cool to see him play with a a different setting that we don't usually get. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how this is going to play out. I mean, from the trailer that I saw, it looks really good. And I don't know if they released more trailers. Maybe they have. But I'm going to stick to one because I like to keep myself, like, in the dark a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, I see one enough to entice me. And then I'm like, all right, that's it. That's all I need. So, yeah, I mean... I haven't finished his other series, Primal, yet. I do. I mean, I I think I'm putting that one off because I don't want it to finish. Dude, I I'm putting it. that one off because I can't pay attention. It's an entire <laughs> show with no dialogue. And, like, I usually watch TV with, like, my phone in my hand. But this one, like, I have to focus on. And I, I just can't and that's, do that right that, now. That's what makes such a great series. I don't know. Like, I have to watch it. And it's so great. I mean, visually, it's stunning. Action sequences, t- the top-notch, top-tier. And just to be able to tell a story without any dialogue is insane. Like, yeah, it's it's something that I know he's been wanting to do because I don't know if you remember when we went to his panel. Yeah, back in C2E2. oh yeah, that was an amazing panel. Yeah, love that panel. I want C2E to do more stuff like that, please. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I've been putting off Primal because I just don't want it to end. It's it's, it, it, it's weird. Like I don't know if it's weird. I did the same thing with Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, where I put off beating the game because I just didn't want. No, I do that ad- with a lot of things. This adventure to end. I mean, clearly, I'm doing that with Xenoblade Chronicles too, but true. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a whole new game out, buddy. You got to finish it at some point. Eh. Let them go. Let the waifus go. Never. Never. True, true, true man of <laughs> honor right here. Unicorn Warriors Eternal, premiering May 4th at midnight on Adult Swim. Uh, but we'll keep it on here with HBO Max, which is going to be now relabeled The Max. Because yeah, okay. that was the issue with the Discovery Plus merger. <laughs> the HBO part. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they announced a new Harry Potter series where in the Wizarding World has yet to remain as well as face the backlash for rolling property. Uh, you Wow. I, I don't, don't know. What I, I don't said. know if you wrote that weird or if you said that. I weird. said it weird. I, I was trying to say where in the Wizarding World is going to take place has yet to remain. Where in the Wizarding World is Carmen Sandiego? I don't know. She's a wizard. She's got an invisibility cloak. That's my new headcanon, and you can't change my mind, folks. And also, we don't know. Obviously, I feel like this is going to face backlash because it's still the JK rolling property. Like, that's the thing. You can't make these movies without people getting pissed, or these shows or series or anything, without people getting pissed off about it because of her, and yet they keep doing it, and yet it doesn't fucking matter, because enough people will do it. Yeah. Until everyone just monkey-de-loofies everything. I think, I thought this was going to be, like, 
a different. I I didn't know this was gonna be a full on reboot of the books and everything and like movies. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Oh, re- I thought it was just gonna be like a whole new story. That's what I thought as well. I was like, oh, that's gonna be pretty good. But now I'm hearing that it's gonna be a full on reboot. Why would you do that? They're planning it to be a ten year series. And I mean, there is some stuff that was skipped over in the book a lot. Still, so who asked for this? Capitalism. Do people want new stories like like you mentioned it here? How do you even make a series that we've already seen and fell in love with these characters and actors and right. you do it again while people are pissed off? Like, I could see them doing it if they were like, none of this money goes to J.K. Rowling. This is entirely our, like, version of this. Right. And it's like, I don't know, there's there's a lot of issues that face there. One, obviously, the J.K. Rowling thing. And I think at this point, Warner Brothers has to consider just buying her out right. Because I feel like until she's not associated with this, yeah, they're always gonna have backlash. yeah, they're always gonna have backlash. So until like you just pay her the flat fee, be like, we want this, dude. That would be so much money. That would, would be a lot kind, of money. That would that alone would piss people off. It would, but I guess at least then they can you know consume with uh, morale or is it morale? No, moral goodness. That's what there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, this just feels like a weird move. And, like, don't get me wrong, HBO has proven time and time again they can make a damn good series with any property they have. But, I mean, what's the point for this one? I don't know. I guess maybe it's, maybe it's time for a new generation. I guess it, you got to realize I was 11 years old when the first movie came out. So it may not seem like a long time, but now that I'm putting it into context, I was like, 11 years? Dude, yeah, we were the same age as them growing up, which yeah. is why it was so fucking yeah, but I was pun 11, intended magical. I was 11, year, 11 years old 21 years ago. Yeah, but that's that's a long time, dude. But you could still show that movie to anyone. It I mean, would be yeah, just as magical. Yes, like those yeah. movies are phenomenal for that reason. Those books are still amazing for that. I reason. I, I totally agree. But we got you got to think how Hollywood things were. Just like okay, after twenty to thirty years, they feel like okay, it's time to reboot, rehash, do it all over again, try to get a new audience. Mm, yeah, I mean, I guess I've never really been like you know alive at the beginning of a crazy franchise or something like that. So I could I could, I see where you're coming from, but also like. To reboot a story that's already been told so effectively, it can only go down in quality. Uh, that remains to be seen, I guess. But the other issue that I was going to bring up is the actors that they're going to have to cast for these parts. One, they're going to face backlash for even doing this project. It's just like, oh, don't you know that it's supporting J.K. Rowling and you're supporting her being a turf? And it's like, okay. But they should you- just cast an entirely like... BIPOC trans cast <laughs> just to piss her off. But will but will those trans actors even want to do this? Uh, I will. D- is she going to have any creative input? Like, is she going to be like consulted on any of it? Because it, it's her property. She it is her property. I feel like just based off her contract, she's probably going to be labeled an executive producer, and she probably will be a consultant or some in, in some capacity. But depending on how much they like have to rely on her input because they could just put her name on it and then do their own thing and not have to actually listen to any of her input if that's the case that would be the biggest prank in the world it's by it's, just putting an entire trans cast into this series yeah it's just to say fuck it you could happen but like again it's like do those people even want to do it because they'll face backlash for even being in this property true but i could see it's just like but it's also in the just, perfect world of just like ultimate pranks though i think that it, it would obviously there it would be funny as hell but i think here is like whoever's casted in these roles they'll face backlash because one what supporting you know jk rowling's like bigoted views and everything else and then 
what do you want these people to do? Not work, not act. It's like it, any actor who would be cast in a series is always going to be a big break for them and could lead to potential future projects. So it's like, what do you want them to do? <sighs> it's like they say no here, they might get turned down in the future, which is unfortunate. It's like it's like you know these people got to work too. Yeah, that's why it's so difficult to separate the art from the artist and creators from their works and everything like that. And I I I gotta say it's like never been more money than than with this particular instance. Because there's like, you know, there's been a lot of instances where it's like, you know, like Michael Jackson, his music's fucking legendary, right. but you can't condone a lot of the shit that he did because that's morally irreprehensible. Right. But I feel like a lot but, of people brush that aside. Yeah, a lot of people brush that aside, but also like he's dead now. So it's easier for people to be like, well, he's long, he's long gone. So like. Listening to his music can't hurt or anything like that. This person's actively taking proceeds from the thing we're supporting and actively fighting against a community just out of pure spite at this point. So it's like, this is definitely the hardest this decision's ever been for people. Maybe yeah. not ever. I could Maybe. be a little hyperbolic here. Who cares? And that's what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. Finally getting to step on some toes. <laughs> Get us canceled, bitches. Uh, the second thing that can face backlash is just the fans themselves. They'll be like, oh, you'll never be good as Daniel Radcliffe or Emma yeah, Watson. Yeah, 100%. They, the bar like, is so insanely high for people replacing them that like it's hard for people. It's like you said. It's, this is going to be for a new generation. Granted, I feel like it's HBO, so like it's still going to have to be for like at least like late teenagers, which probably are still fans of the original and stuff like that yeah so, so it i mean like there's like it's 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 it, it's a heavy rule to take on i want to say it is a very tumultuous thing from all sides i don't know if i'm just like the only one thinking that oh no i was thinking about this the whole time today i, I would I definitely like to hear other people's input on this one like am i overreacting am i being like a little too dramatic about this but also this just seems absolutely insane and like i'm surprised more people aren't talking about like this being potentially like insanely controversial. A lot of people actually, I mean, at least on Twitter, I've seen a lot of people are wondering like, why are you even doing this? That, yeah, I mean, that was my immediate reaction. You just heard it here, but like, why? <laughs> it's so insane to me. And like, yeah, I get money grabs like a hundred percent, but also like, I can't think of another thing that's just been full on completely rebooted. Like I can like, like Star Wars never got rebooted. But like sequel trilogy after sequel trilogy, spinoff shows. Right. Like, there's new ways to make the same property still happen. I agree. Like, obviously, they did prequels with Dumbledore and you know, uh, yeah, the Fantastic Beasts. They were great. I liked yeah. them a lot. I haven't seen the third, last one yet. Neither have I. But I mean, they were good so far. They could have. I don't know. Like I said, they could have done an original story. I don't know why they want to reboot the original book series. I mean, aside from, I know there's there's tons of stuff they skipped over from every single book, like, just to shorten it. Sure, but also, like... So, that's the only reason I can think of why they want to do a TV series. TV series, yeah, they can dedicate time to, like, so many different stuff. Maybe even branch out to their own plot lines. But at the end of the day, it's just, like, I don't think this is necessary. Obviously, I think this is, like, a little bit of a cash grab. Yeah. I mean, even look at the, the Harry Potter game, whose name I can't think of at the moment. Um, but, I mean, they took that same property... And we're able to make a completely original story set in a different timeline. I mean, it's like a little bit in the future, not by much. What, Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah. So I thought it was a prequel. Like, oh, was it a prequel? Yeah. Well, it's set a little bit in the past, not by much. There you go. 
But no, I, this is very much in the past. Very much in the past. How yes. much in the past? It Before of... Voldemort, I thought it was. Oh, I thought it was like after the Wizard of World. No, 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 no. Clearly, I'm not paying attention. The only problem is, I can't remember what I've forgotten. But like, they're able to make a property or a game based on this property without stepping on the source material that we all already know. Yeah, so it is definitely possible. But I also think, like, would this show even be as popular now? Like I said, with the author now associated with so much controversy and with, like, how much beloved the original movie series is, it's just... It's it's a very uphill battle here for this new Harry Potter's TV series Yeah, to it just fight. feels like all the negatives outweigh any positives that there are here. Unless they go all out with special effects and it looks fantastic spectacular and yeah but you have to make it look better than the movies and those movies look i mean that's fucking that's, awesome I, I don't know there's some spells in the movies i'm just like okay that's kind of fucking weak yeah there's like, it's just few. it's just like a little like little flare or a beam and i'm like come on sure but is donald duck hitting the zeta flare really gonna make you be like you know what the show is better even though it's trash a little bit just a little bit <laughs> just a little bit to be fair that donald duck zeta flare did did I hit mean, me in the heart <laughs> when i was playing that game I mean that that moment in Kingdom Hearts three like made me think that was like the best game ever. Oh yeah, that moment alone was. It's funny that entire game only got good in the last five minutes. <laughs> I mean, I I had I enjoyed the whole experience as a whole, but that I was just like, holy shit! I was like, Donald, I did not know you had this in your bag. Oh no, Donald was him right there for a minute. <laughs> that was uh, that dude. But yeah, I mean, I feel like if they because like a lot of the spells. That I that I played in the video games look a lot cooler than they do in the freaking movie. In the freaking movie, they just like sometimes they don't even yell a spell's name. They do like the silent casting, whatever. And even then, it looks stupid. Or sometimes in the Deathly Hallows Part One and Two, you just see them flicking their wands and something explodes like far off. And it's not even like magic coming out of the wand or anything. It's just like bang, 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 like things ripping up to shreds and like blasting across the yeah, room. Yeah, it's magic, dude. Yeah, but some people are just have not- an imagination. It's stupid i need to see the effects that's the whole point it doesn't here. exist if it's not directly in my eyeballs exactly you're right i mean i had issues with how they cast patronus but that's a whole other thing uh i had issues with harry only knowing one fucking spell for half of the series <laughs> expelliarmus. expelliarmus harry do anything else expelliarmus anything else harry expelliarmus <laughs> no harry Learn like, something new. Like, come on. I'm, I'm waiting for someone to yell, like, Stupefy, Defendo. Yeah, you see Stupefy once in all of the movies. Poor yeah. fucking Neville. <laughs> and then Hermione uses that Petrificus Totalis spell in the first movie, and I don't see it ever again. Yeah. It's like, come on. When Guardium Leviosa, whole scene dedicated to learning it, it's used twice, ever. Though, actually, no, he did use another spell. It was like Sectusempra, the one he cut up Malfoy with. Didn't he reflect that one? No, no. It was his spell that he read off uh, the Half-Blood Prince's book. Oh, the book. Tom Riddle's yeah. journal? All right. No, it was in journal. It was Snape's book that he wrote into. Snape invented this spell. He invented it? Yeah. Yo, Snape a badass. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. You the goat. That's how he knew how to heal it, because, and that's how he knew Harry Potter had his like potions book, because he's like, that's what he wrote it. Yeah. Read, read the books, Brian. I can't read! <laughs> uh, but aside from that, I, I don't see too much of a positive upside i mean obviously if they win this over it's gonna be like a huge win for them at the end of the day honestly it's a huge gamble but there's a you know there's a chance it pays off for them so there definitely is a chance i mean like there's but until it happens i'm gonna be mad about it <laughs> fair enough god dang it i mean hey maybe they need a new property to expand a new uh theme park area in the wizarding world <laughs> what more do they need you know what they need more toys make know. more toys guys <laughs> that well, i don't know maybe they want to include an azkaban 
That's not good. You don't want to you that I don't know what kind of rule you got to break in Disney to go to Disney jail, but yeah, framing it as Azkaban would be funny. Uh, but I I don't know. There's there's just so much like it's it's such a heavy burden for I'm heated. Like, yeah. I am heated on this topic. How heated are you? Heated enough to take a nice cool drink, baby. <laughs> Thank you for getting the fact that I was trying to set this one up. Let's go. Drink time, baby. Ooh, good synchronization. All right. I'm excited for this one because you guys know, if you've been listening for any amount of time, that we peaked early when it comes to these beers. Because that no, I don't know. Last week. Last week was pretty decent. Last week to me, that's a new, that's a new contender. That was, those were good. Those were good summertime drinks, but this what I we're about to drink is our is our cousin uh, to our longtime favorite cousin Ed, cousin Ed, <laughs> Voodoo Ranger uh, Juice Force, which has been our longtime number one or two. But this is uh, the follow up to that series uh, called Fruit Force, which like hey, it's not June yet. Let's go, girls! But uh, Fruit Punch IPA. I don't know what that means. I don't know if this is going to be a fruited IPA. A fruit punch IPA. Oh, yeah. Man. I don't know if it's just going to taste like that, but it's 9.5%, so it's going to knock our socks off. I got to remember to put it in the Kool-Aid man going, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's more macho, man. Yeah. Anyways, taste. Oh, no. I don't like it. I like it. You like it? I do like it. I don't like it. I don't know what's wrong with you, man. I it, like it. It tastes like someone put juice in my beer, and that's weird. That's probably why I like it. It's pretty sweet. I'm tired of bitter IPAs. I like it. It's not bad. I don't like it, man. It's a good. I think this is. A, it's a, I mean, it was a hot day for me. I went on a hike. This is a good drink for me now. Okay. All right. Well, shit. Me, me and Cuddy don't have the same taste in beers, and that's why we do this. He likes stuff that I don't like, and I like stuff that he don't like. I'm not a fan, but you like it. I like it. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I mean, I still think last week's Lover Boys are like my probably one of my new favorites. Yeah, Lover Boys were crispy. Those are nice. Yeah, that 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 cola, the black uh, cherry. Yeah, the black, black cherry, cherry vanilla, vanilla that I thought I was gonna hate wound up being my favorite, and I'm so, so upset I didn't have more of those. I wanted to try the slurm cam one. Uh, that was good too. They were all tasty. Let's be honest. For a yeah, I mean, even even over the weekend, I went to the liquor store near me, and they had Lover Boys, but they had the white peach Ooh, lavender. That sounds interesting. It was really good. Nice, cool. Yeah. All right, well, but yeah, Voodoo Ranger Fruit Force, I like it as well. It's not bad. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan, but you know what? Good for them for keeping the... They're branching out. I like. I I respect that. I just feel like they could have done this differently. They could have done like a fruited sour or something like that or anything that doesn't taste quite like this. I don't know. I think it's good. Uh, That's let me, just me. Though. Let me have a few more sips and I'll figure it out. It smells awesome. Dude, I think it's, I think it's good. I don't think it's weird. I don't know, man. It's not like cohesive. Whatever. Who cares? I'm not going to be a beer douche on this podcast. <laughs> I like it or I don't. It's not my favorite, but Kelly likes it, so it makes me happy. It's not bad. On with the show. Kind of goes into the next uh, topic over here. You don't like it. I don't like it. Sub versus dub. Dude, this has been like the most cohesive podcast we've had in a long time <laughs> in terms of topics flowing into topics. Uh, so when it, is it okay to listen to dubbed anime and is it wrong to prefer it? Uh, what are some definitive examples where you think the sub or the dub is the better version of the anime? And did four kids harm the dub version <laughs> of anime? 
So, four kids. All right. First of all, uh, thank you, Jeff. I know Jeff asked this question uh, recently to be one of the questions, and it was just a good one. So we decided, yeah. fuck it, let's make it a topic on the pod. Well, that's just that. I think I've mentioned it in the past podcasts before that I've, it's something I did want to talk about. It's, because it's, it's a good topic, and I like talking about because it. Because it's it's what we it's one of the panels that we heard that made me want to do my own podcast again. <laughs> it's when they were talking about sub versus dub. That's true. Uh, I don't remember that one. I was drunk that whole day. <laughs> so yeah, thanks, thank you, Jeff, for asking the question and reminding me that to come back to this topic. Um, yeah. So sub versus dub. Uh, I used to be like, all right. So when I was first getting introduced to anime, obviously everything was dubbed. Right. You know, Dragon Ball, like Toonami, anything I watched was dubbed. And then I started like really getting into anime and stuff like that. And you know, quickly you find the community is pretty e- like heatedly split on sub versus dubbed uh so for a while i was like such an elitist like oh if i'm not watching it subbed then like i'm not even watching it the way it was meant to be you know being a total fucking douche nozzle as i as i am like one to do for many things i get into because i'm an asshole so in the more recent years as i have grown in matured not that I've matured much at all, <laughs> but, you know, watched enough things and experienced life enough. I realize it doesn't fucking matter. Watch whatever's cool to you. Yes, there are some that are objectively better than others, sub versus dubbed or whatever, but I decide what I want to watch based on what I need at the moment. Um, if I'm watching, like, a long series that I just want to kind of have on as background noise and I'm not, like, super duper invested in it, dubbed. Because I don't really got to watch it to pay attention to it or anything like that. Uh, I was telling Jeff at work when I, we were talking about this a little bit to kind of prepare for this. Uh, I started watching One Piece because it was such an undertaking that I didn't want to like commit super hard in case I didn't love it. Right. So I started watching it dubbed. And Netflix only had like the first couple of seasons dubbed or whatever. So at a certain point, once you get past that, like the first couple hundred episodes, I I was forced to switch to subbed to keep it going. And I was like, oh, no, I've grown so attached to these voice actors and, like, these characters as they are now. How am I going to handle the transition? And for four or five episodes, it was, like, a little rocky where I had to, like, adjust to, like, whose voice was coming out of whose mouth and stuff. And, like, whose subtitles I was reading or whatever. But, fuck it. Once you get over that, it's amazing. So, like, that's one of those ones I can kind of go back and forth if I need to. But then there's other ones like Dragon Ball. Goku sounds nothing like Goku in Dragon Ball. Same with Frieza. Like... I can't go from sub to dub on that one <laughs> willy-nilly because that's just crazy. To well, me. yeah, because like in the dub version, you have two dudes voicing Vegeta and Goku, whereas in the sub or the original, yeah, you have, a, I think I think Vegeta's also a woman. I'm not entirely sure, but I know uh, Goku is voiced by a woman. Yeah, and you can tell. It sounds ridiculous yeah. compared to the dub. So, yeah, I mean, like, I got no problem with them. Uh, there are some that are better. I mean, our famous favorite example, Yu Yu Hakusho, right. where the dub was so fucking good that even the Japanese were like, "That's yours. You guys won." <laughs> like, like that is the that is the official version of this show because you guys did so good. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I can't even believe that the even the cast even came out and say it. Like, yeah, like the English cast did yeah. such a phenomenal Shout job to, with it. Uh, uh, Tim Cook. Justin Cook. Justin Cook. Justin uh, Cook I why I was, was the voice of Yusuke, Cape, but he also like did the line, the English like translation dub over for Funimation for Yu Hakusho. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. just his his performance as Yusuke. I mean, just even the 
the the spirit orb scene. I I I always refer back to two things in Yu Hakusho, and they're both in the Dark Tournament arc, and that is the knife edge death match, my <laughs> favorite thing in all of anime, because I love Chu and I love Yusuke, and then the other thing is the spirit orb scene where he is just losing his goddamn mind in a cave and screaming his fucking heart out, busting down that cave from the inside like. Like, I can't imagine a more impassioned performance coming out of anyone, and it happened to be in the dub version. So, the dub gets the dub in this instance. Yeah, I think also Cowboy Bebop is another one where, like, the English dub has become the definitive version Mm -hmm. of the show. Because that show was not as popular in Japan as it is over here in the West, actually. So, anyone who does love that show is coming. Their first experience watching it is actually dubbed. Mm -hmm. So, that could also be, like, why some people may prefer the dub over the sub. For me... Uh, before I like dive into more, a little into like different dubs and subs, is it really all depends on how I watch the first episode? Yeah, really. It's like if it, if it's a series I watched when I was young, like Dragon Ball, I got to stick to that version. Or yeah, just like there's a couple like if I newly pick it up, or like I watch one episode in one and then another in another. And there's also plenty that I've watched in both and like had the same experience. Like Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist, I've watched originally in English, and then I watched it subbed later on, and they both give me the same impact. Although I do slightly prefer the dub of Brotherhood more, but it's also just because it's like easier to digest. Yeah, because I've I've I watched Blue Lock and subbed, and I'm rewatching it again with Tali dubbed. Oh, really? Okay. And I find myself getting more hyped with the dub than I did with really? the sub. Yeah, I would rewatch that dubbed. Maybe it's because like I I'm understanding like not that I can't understand like obviously i can read and i still feel the hype and everything but i feel like because i'm able to pay more attention to the action and like what's going on and everything else that i feel myself getting more hyped up and i'm just like oh shit that's a good point like if you have to split your attention between reading and watching especially for like action scenes and like sports action scenes like i could definitely see the dub being more easily digestible just because like you don't have to focus so hard on splitting your attention yeah, so there's that. And then what's the other thing I want to bring up with sub versus dub? Oh, um, I know oh, Trigun. I think people are considering the dub to be the definitive version because really nice. Yeah, because when I was in Japan, uh, I, was, I was buying uh, I was buying a Vash the Stampede figure, and the guy was telling me he's like, "Really, you want this?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "I, lo- I was like, I told him I love Trigun." I was like, "It's very," as like I told him, "It's very popular back in like I told him in America." And he was like, "Oh, he's like I didn't know that." He's like, "It's like it wasn't super popular here." <laughs> that ain't shit here. Yeah, because it. it I mean, this figure I was buying, if I bought that figure here in America, easily $200, $300. Damn! I bought it over there for equivalent of 30 bucks. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, this show is super popular back over here. So, like, I was like, I am not passing up on yeah, this. Yeah, no, Tri- Trigun's considered, like, one of those, like, godfathers of American anime. So yeah, and I was telling him, was like, yeah, it's like it's like it's super popular over there for some reason. I was like, I mean, obviously we know why it's popular. Yeah. Freaking guns, awesome. I love Vash's The freaking planet is named Planet Gunsmoke. So come on, yeah, that that show is cool <laughs> as hell. I still got to finish um, Stampede. So I think that's another one that you know people prefer the dub over the sub. I d- don't think I've even ever heard an episode of Sub Trigun. I don't know that I have either. And I'm hey, while we're talking about Trigun and Johnny Young Bosch, we saw him at that panel. Right. And one of the things he said actually is pretty pertinent to this story and kind of stands out to me too, is um, when he's recording lines for Bleach, he was uh, talking about one scene where he had to say something 
And when the voice actors do it, they kind of have to match the mouth movements to whatever like the original animation is. And so he said, which I thought was funny, <laughs> there was a two flap line, which means the mouth opens twice. <laughs> and was, he referred to it as a two flap line. And I was like, that's hilarious. I love behind yeah. the scenes business talk because it's silly. <laughs> so he's like, it's a two flap line. And the subtitle reads, no way. And, oh, then, yeah. and then uh he recorded it and he's like that doesn't quite feel like what Ichigo would say here or something like that and so he was like i decided i decided to say screw you no he says bite me bite me that's what it bite was me. so he's like i decided to say bite me and then he was like i kind of went off script so i looked at my uh at the director and he kind of looked at me looked at the page looked back up and he was like give it a thumbs up and he moves along yeah. <laughs> so i was like that's awesome so yeah like there's a lot of like emotions and feelings that don't really directly translate from japanese to english so sometimes you kind of need that like colloquialism and to, I, yeah to and bridge the gap and i think that also obviously like gives people to what their preference is it's like I've, obviously you're not there's gonna be some stuff lost in the sub to the dub and like some people will be like oh they, some people have two different portrayals of a character depending if they watch the sub or dub yeah especially like you mentioned before in this ford kids era where they were just going way the fuck off script <laughs> just because they were like eh, make it more american well yeah for four kids they, sanji's I, not smoking he loves his lollipops yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit like me. that man that and like the little little rice balls, they had to call them jelly donuts. And I'm like, I, know. I, was like, I was like, come on, it's it's crazy how much they changed trying to think like, oh, they whitewashed wash the fuck out of anime. It's like it's like kids. audience is not gonna know what this is. Like, really, you don't think I'm gonna know what a rice ball is? It's, it's like, come on, yeah, g- give give these kids some credit. <laughs> these kids don't know what Japan is. And like, it's not even that. I think in that one panel we saw for the Pokemon, I, what was it that was rolling down that they had to like edit in like a sandwich instead oh i remember what you were talking about and i i'm surprised it wasn't right with rice ball but it was something else i can't remember what it maybe was. it was a rice ball it might have been a rice ball i think it was like all the same scene yeah i think yeah i think it might have been like a supersized rice ball that was just rolling downhill and then four kids for some reason thought it was like oh no one in america is gonna know what this is it's like yeah because why don't you take like 30 seconds to educate on what it is <laughs> they were they were not ne- there to teach they were not there to teach they were just so there to take ex- our money but instead of that they just you know somehow that was like you know what let's just edit in a sandwich instead rolling down the hill and yeah. like you know th- everyone will know that and i'm just like and it looks ridiculous it, when i saw the scene i was like this looks stupid as hell it's i can't even believe that my yeah. eyes didn't know that when i was younger uh, yeah, we were dumb and impressionable. You know, we didn't know what to think. But yeah, and like, it's also to the point where the more and more credit animation gets as an art form and as a medium, especially in the West and stuff like that, the more and more prestige gets placed on like voice actors who, if anyone has listened to any episode of this podcast, knows that me and Kev are huge fans of voice acting. And everything like that. And its expression as an art form is not to be understated. So I feel like the more exactly. the more prestigious like American voice actors get, especially in the anime world and stuff like that, the more high quality dubs we're getting to the point where it's almost indistinguishable from like the original intent of like the Japanese voice actors. Yeah, because um, in an interview that I actually saw recently was with uh, Katie Sakov, who yes. does the voice of Bo-Katan. And, and, and Clone Wars and action. and portrays her in live action. She was saying how like which how many actors get to do that? That's badass. She was saying she was talking about how she prefers a scene where she's wearing the helmet. 
I could see that as a voice actor by trade. Yeah, and she was saying because she's like, it's like it's so different portraying her in live action because she's like, she's like, when I'm in a recording booth, I'm able to move, I'm able to like, you know, like feel out the like the lines that she has to say basically. And it's also like a lot more exaggerated. Exactly. Yeah, exaggerated and everything. But then she said when it came time for her to per- portray Bo-Katan in live action, mm-hmm. that she went back and watched the Clone Wars and Rebels and watched her movements to try to like be able to count her better. She's like okay. Bo-Katan is very stoic. She moves with purpose. And she's like and that's not exactly how I am when I'm doing the like the voiceover that's lines so and everything. Funny. So she's like, she's like, when I had my helmet off and I had to act it out, she's like, it was like I was fighting every fiber of my being not to like move or anything like that. So I had to like train herself to move with purpose and like, you know, basically how how she was acting the in the animated series. And then she says that when there, when there were scenes when she had her helmet on, that she was making any face possible that she could underneath that helmet just to help her act out that line. That's so funny because like, because you you get to see like the kind of creative techniques that people use like animators use it's like because there's instances like that where like the person acting in the booth doesn't really influence the animation of the character like in that regard but then there's other instances like i just happened to watch a behind the scenes video on emperor's new groove of all things and they were they were talking to the animators about how they took so much inspiration from the actors like um like david spade plays cusco and they worked in so many of his mannerisms that he was doing in the booth and stuff like that and put him into Cusco. Same with John Goodman as uh, as Pacha and everything like that. What a whitewash cast about Aztec people. Or yeah, actually, now that I'm saying that out loud, <laughs> Patrick Warburton, uh, Eartha Kitt, Eartha Kitt was uh, Yzma. Yeah, I mean. Let's go, Catwoman. One out of four. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying, buddy. This was... Uh, this I'll, give late John, 90s I'll, or, give, I'll give John Goodman a pass. This but. is what, what just because it's John Goodman. Actually, that's fair. He was the blues brother. Yeah. Brothers in his name. I'm just saying. But yeah, so it's funny to see how like, you know, some animators will take influence from their actors, whereas other actors will take influence from their animation, which again is a very unique scenario because not very often do you get to voice a character you've actually played. Or get to act as a live action version of a character you voice. Well, I think we're going to be seeing more of that now, especially with James Gunn's DC Universe. Because that's yes, which is awesome. What a great like, what a great thing to bring that up. We can we're going to circle back to that several times in the future, folks. <laughs> Keep this whole episode in your craniums. And then that also like in that Johnny Young Bosch panel, he was talking about how his experience as a martial artist helped him with all his like anime fight scenes when recording the lines. He's just like it's all about timing and knowing when to like. I don't know, do a grunt or like yeah. make a sound or anything. Like, should I be struggling with this line because of the motion that's happening? Yeah. Or should I be able to like say it freely, but like quickly, like between actions and stuff like that? So yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff that can go into voice acting, obviously acting in general. So like, I thought it was pretty cool. that like, he's like, damn, he's like, he brought something that he did on Power Rangers into his voice acting career. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. It's, I mean, just your life is, Nothing but a culmination of experiences and learning from them. So it's cool to see how people put this together at like the highest echelon of of entertainment. So and I guess that's why we love this shit, folks. And I hope we, I hope you guys love it too. So yeah. So when it comes to sub versus dub, obviously, it's it's go with your preference. There's no one is not superior over the other. I think it just comes down to do you like the voice? Then go with that. If you don't like the voice, try a different language. Yeah. And if you have the opportunity like many of us do you really like a thing and you want to rewatch it give it a chance rewatching it the other way 
You know, you might discover you love the other one more, or it might just kind of give you a different perspective. Like, hey, I kind of got a different tone from the scene in dubbed, but when I watch it subbed, you know, like it's kind of giving me a different thing to think about. So, you know, either yeah. one is for whoever wants it. It's true. Also, be be aware with some subtitles and depending on the streaming platform. I know Netflix is notorious for not having mm-hmm. correct. So I think when you go to subtitles, you you have to do what is it? You have to you have to change it from like uh, English to like English CC or like Some, Japanese to Japanese CC or something like that. Yeah, it's a, it's something you have to you have to take like an extra step, which is ridiculous for me for Netflix. But if you're on Crunchyroll, Funimation, or Hulu, I think the subtitles there are just yeah. You're usually fine. you're usually safe there. Yeah, we're pretty good there. Uh, so yeah, sub versus dub. It's down to your preference. No one's yeah. more superior than the other. There's even for whoever has a sense of elitism about it, and that's that's on you. It reminds me of one story. Um, if anyone listens to Bad Friends or Whiskey Ginger, um, Andrew Santino, Chicago comedian, shout outs, love the Red Rocket. Uh, he's a big whiskey guy, just like myself, and he talks about going to a distillery and asking like the head distiller, like, "Hey, what is like the right way to drink whiskey? Like with ice, neat, like." with a mixer however like like what's the right way to drink whiskey like from a professional standpoint and the head distiller asked him like well what do you like to drink and he's like oh i like a little bit of ice or something like that and he says then that's the way if that's how you like it that's the way to do it so apply that to anything in your life folks don't let the haters get you down there you go there you have it do what you like and of course i bring alcohol into this analogy (laughs) because i'm irish as hell but moving on here to our last segment and what has now become question time. Question time. We're going to get a theme song out of this <laughs> somehow. Uh, for those who want to have the question featured on the podcast, send your question over to us on the prompt over at Diverge64 Story. Or you can just DM us your question at any time. Yeah. And be featured on the podcast. Uh, make a giant billboard um, for us to see. Who knows? Any way to get a hold of us, we're here for it. So the first question here we have is from Jeff. He's like, if you could have the power, ability, or characteristic of a character, which one and why? Powers, abilities, or characteristic of anybody? I'm going to have to think about this one. You you, you go first if you got one. Well, I was going to say you could be uh, the guy who got reincarnated as like. Dude, honestly, <laughs> hell yeah. I'll be great, Lord Emeru. Oh, man. The power to do any fucking thing I want. Hell yeah. If you haven't watched uh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime, uh, go watch it, folks. Shit's a banger anime. Second option for you is Yamcha. Why do you got to hurt me like this, buddy? <laughs> Why do you got to hurt me like this? We all know it's true. I am not Yamcha. I'm Krillin at worst. I- Krillin's the goat. <laughs> Krillin at worst? Love Krillin. Um, no, powers, abilities, or characteristics of anybody. That's an interesting one. I mean, transmutation from FMA is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, that's cool. But I'll, then I'll, you'd have to know about everything, and it's like, ugh, I gotta learn things. I love the gum gum fruit abilities or the hito hito no mi. Hito hito no mi is awesome, but then you lose your ability to swim, buddy. Don't really go to the lake that much. I don't know, man. I mean, I guess so, but still. Get to be made of rubber. Although, it, while we're on the topic of One Piece, you know, hockey would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Hockey. Observation hockey alone, Conqueror's hockey would be super cool in certain scenarios. I mean, armament hockey would have a billion uses. Yeah, I think hockey would be a cool one. Nen, 
would be another cool ability. Yeah, because Nen is so free flowing from uh, Hunter Hunter. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, yeah, I have to watch that Nen explanation like at least thirty times. It's <laughs> it's trippy, man. And like, I went down a bit of a wormhole the other day on like the Nen wheel because you know there's like there's manipulators, there's enhancers, there's like whole category, and you can be like one or both or specialist or whatever. Um, yeah, Nen would be a cool one because you kind of get to like just make it whatever you want based on your like initial prowess, but then you can kind of manipulate that in any way you want. Oh man, there's a lot of good ones. Spirit energy. Spirit energy is cool and you can manifest it in so many different ways. Spirit sword, spirit gun, uh, Krama's rose whip. Like, that's, there's a, oh man, this is a great question, Jeff. Oh man. Okay, let's go. Okay, what personality trait of a character would you like to have? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Obviously, to when it comes about. to abilities, any, any anime or ability, there's so many. I, I oh, can't, dude, yeah, so many. To one. So many anime. Wait, was the question specifically anime? It's not specifically anime, but given Jeff, I'm going to go with anime. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, then, like, a character who's, like, characteristics I would want. I would like Tanjiro's characteristics and traits. What, being a whiny bitch? Please? What? Do you watch the show? I don't like Tanjiro that much. My God. I'm more of an Inosuke man. Nah. <laughs> Inosuke's the himbo of the group. He's just dumb and strong and wants to hit things. I love him. You're definitely Zenitsu. I know I am. <laughs> I don't want to do most things. Oh, man. That's a great question. I, I, I'd, I'd really like to ponder on this more. You know what? A characteristic... Like, like All Might would be cool because, like, like, to be that, like, confident and sure and stoic and just put everything on your back for the sake of humanity, like, that's that's some raw shit. That's the thing. A bunch of his confidence is just like, I get you to fucking do it. I don't think he's confident half the time. I think he's just like, it's got to work somehow. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. It's a good question. Very tough one. Apparently, you left Brian speechless over here. Yeah, man. There's so many things. I could write like, give me give me some time and I'll write essays about this one. I mean, you also asked about his sub versus dub, but you know, we think we answered that already. It's down to your preference. Yeah. Drink it how you like it. Next question here we have from Nava asking, he's like very off topic, but have you seen beef? That's not off topic at all, Nava. But no, I have not seen <laughs> uh, Beef at all. I yeah. want to see it. Uh, I'll probably start it tonight, actually. Yeah, I'll probably start watching it this weekend. But that cast is nuts, man. Ali it's Wong, good. Stephen Yeun. Like, there's a boatload of high-profile people. Yeah, I couldn't start it because I had said it a very long podcast <laughs> from last week. Yeah. It's like an hour 20. He's like, Jesus, man. Fuck, man. We talk a lot. This was supposed to be a short one, by the way, folks, and it's almost an hour already. Yeah. We're there. We're almost there. But yeah, um, haven't seen Beef. I do want to see it. I think it's going to be a really good show. I think it's, you know, another good Netflix hit, I guess, for them. They haven't had those in a while. How about you? Do you have any thoughts on Beef? I'm in the same boat as you, man. I'm excited to watch it. I like the cast a lot. It sounds like a funny concept. All right. And then next question we have here is from Kayla asking, what's a phrase that you started saying ironically and can't stop saying now? It's lit. <laughs> I can't help it. It's lit, fam. Like, I just, I say that in my head, and I hate myself for it, but I do it constantly. I either say, like, bruv. Yeah, bruv's a good one, too. I do I say, that a lot. I say bruv, or something to say my brother in Christ. My brother in Christ is a great one. I use that a lot in my uh, uh, soccer uh, group chat. 
and then bruv as well. It's just like, oh my god, we that's say a good one. We say a lot of stupid stuff in there. Uh, not to yuck your yum. That's a that's a more recent one that uh we've what? been. Yeah, not to yuck your yum. It means like I don't want to harsh your buzz, like harsh your mellow or anything like that, man. But like, so yeah, not to yuck your yum is the most recent one I've got, oh which God. I hate and I love it at the same time because it drives people insane when I say it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think. Is there any other phrases that I use? I mean, most phrases I say. I guess whack. I started using whack more. That's whack. See, I like. I have used old phrases like that for a very long time. Like, whack, dope. I say rad a lot. <laughs> like, I've been saying groovy for years. Like, these things should be long dead. But I just say them anyways because I was raised on, like, Scooby-Doo and shit. So, like, <laughs> I was raised on, like, Scooby-Doo and, like, skater stuff. So, like, I say dumb, lame shit like that all the time. I don't know. It probably did start ironically. But now at this point, it's just part of my vocabulary. Yeah. Shit's whack sometimes, dog. <laughs> uh it's lit fam it's lit fam <laughs> just like this episode if you ain't subscribed already subscribe folks what's the other one he's got that riz nice to say that like bro stick. i can't stop with riz stuff i love riz stuff oh my god like i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop here now before it gets worse i i used i used i found like a pdf from like somebody uploaded like all of their riz things and it's the greatest thing in the world yeah Think it's a good point before it gets even worse for Brian. Shut me up now. <laughs> uh, next question we have from Kayla is on top of that, what should be brought back as a phrase? God damn it, Kayla. Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Rad, dope, tubular, groovy, like any of that shit, bro. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring back Kawabunga. Kawabunga would be great. Um, to quote an old John Mulaney bit, that's queer. Like, bring that shit back. <laughs> is that John Mulaney? I think that's a John Mulaney bit. That's not John Mulaney. I can't think of the comedian who did that bit. I don't know. But are they, are they that's bring, queer. Are like, going to bring back winning? D- no, I can't compete with the Tiger Blood himself, <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Winning is never coming back. Oh, man. What's the other? Oh, because, because of Arsenal's head coach, uh, Mikel Arteta, I keep saying in it. In it? Yeah. In it? Tuesday, in it? I mean, that's just that's just British. I mean, yeah, but I, I say in it a lot. That's fair. I do feel like I think more British when I watch like Ted Lasso and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It happens. I should start saying more. There you go. Bring back all the Ted Lasso phrases. Yes, English slang <laughs> is what he's referring to, Not folks. English slang. I'm saying his own like his Kansas phrases. Oh yeah, all the Lassoisms. Yes. Yeah, do that. One of my favorite things to do is just like try to come up with like down home folksy like Southern <laughs> phrases because I think that's so funny. Uh, I'm gonna stop here before it gets worse for you. Oh, you've, you've, Kayla, you have hit on a goddamn treasure trove of topics no, that just no. will lead me to torment Kevin. So thank you. Capping it off here. Uh, thankfully, we're keeping this episode under an hour for all of you. Uh, wait, there's no more questions. That's no more questions. Damn it! <laughs> I was having so much fun with those. Thank God for real. <laughs> uh, it's been a long day. Like I said, I went on a hike earlier. I purposely. Use the last topics today. This so. man out here. Yeah, and I somehow stretched it into a full-length episode by rambling. Eh, it's okay. I mean, when I it, cannot be defeated. I mean, when I cut it down, it's probably gonna be like 45 minutes. Son of a bitch. But you as hear old, that, folks? He's censoring me. I don't. I just cut off a lot of that. You should probably censor me more, dude. <laughs> but as always, we appreciate listening for you listening to another episode of the Divergence Podcast. You can always find us over at Divergence64 on Instagram, soon to be YouTube and Twitter. Making accounts for this is pretty hard because, like, it takes time. <laughs> True. 
but yeah, uh, coming up here, um, I'll have some more artwork to place over at the upcoming Pops and Pals over here in Pilsen in Chicago on April 28th. Ooh, so come check that out. Exciting. You can see you read the flyer over on our Divergent 64 story and also on my page over at Geek Night 90 on Instagram. And yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Geek Night 90, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. I am BumblingB underscore on Instagram, and don't worry about the rest of it, folks. <laughs> You'll get there one day. <sighs> My buddy, I keep saying that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the threat of you being replaced kind of lit a fire in you, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I got to actually start doing work now. But as always, we appreciate you listening to another episode of the Virgins Podcast. And remember to always have yourselves a damned good one. Later, losers. Wow, wow, wow.